The one thing guaranteed by not trying is that it will never happen. I am Salma and this is my 5.30. Hi guys, welcome to the 5.30 podcast. Salma Nabil joins us this week, a former colleague of mine and truly one of the most energetic and positive people that I know. Having a positive mindset is one thing, but cultivating an attitude of gratitude even when the chips are down is another. Salma is the epitome of optimism, grace and confidence. This episode is a reminder that instead of worrying about what you cannot control, you just gotta shift your energy to what you can create. You're smarter and braver than you think, and definitely capable of doing things more than you can imagine. We hope you enjoy. We all have the same amount of hours in the day, but like you really max out on those. Yeah. And obviously you're holding down a nine to five, nine to six job as well. So I think like that kind of. For me, I've always knew my strength and I was very aware of what my weaknesses are. But my positiveness, the, the positive side has always been more dominant than the negative side. Yes. And I don't know, like, I'm not doing anything in special to motivate myself. Oh, you're a young, independent woman. And I talk to myself in the mirror. No, I don't do that. I don't know if it's genetic also, but it has always been there, even during the darkest side of my life. And I have been through really bad trauma. But being aware of what's happening to you, and you know that this is a phase, you have to go through it. You, have, you are aware that you're going through it and it will end. And if it took longer time than that, you have to put an end because it's not getting you any any further. If it's not dropping you back or you are stay still, you have to end it. That's it. That's cool. Yeah. It's going to make you uncomfortable, but there's always light at the end of the tunnel, right? You don't want to stay in that like dark alley. Yeah, but there is also there is a satisfaction when when people come to you and talk to you. You have to give them their full attention by nature because some people they come to you it's like oh yeah 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 and then you don't know what what you're talking about. But when somebody like a friend of mine she came and talked about hi so I want to do uh, this kind of exercise I want to change my lifestyle and this is my this is my you know everything that I love in life like. Sports and exercise is my passion, not because I want to be like a supermodel, but it has always been my outlet to anything. If I'm happy, I have this like super energy. I want to let it go. Where? Like sports. If I'm sad or upset, I would go to the gym. So when she talks to me about that subject, I feel like my entire body wants to just like give her everything because I want her to, to, to reach to that level, to do something that she loves. So when she talks to, to me, it's all about truth. And I told her, like, you can't change within three months. You have to be realistic. So all these answers, like being really, really true to yourself. And this is motivating. There's a sense of satisfaction when people come to you and you give them your 100%. Yeah, I think helping others is just something that everyone should be yeah. really striving to do in their life. Yeah. I can absolutely relate to that. This is the reason why when someone talks to me about music, like, hey, Chris, can you teach me this? Like, yeah, hundred percent. It's like, but you're busy. Like, I don't care. I'm going to teach you. Like with photography, I'll be like, okay, let's travel to this place. Exactly. We wake up at 3am. Like we watch the sunrise and then we shoot some photos. Like 
Okay, that, cool. That was his morning Passion. today. By that the was way. my morning today. Really? Yeah. <laughs> like best friends now. Yeah. <laughs> this is the thing because you're able to share. It doesn't matter if you're going to get paid or you're going to get famous or whatever. Exactly. Whatever the motive is, you just want to help. Exactly. Sometimes you don't have this motive. You you wake up and you don't know what to do. And sometimes I get surprised. Like you wake up at eleven o'clock in the morning. Yeah. What happened to five o'clock? <laughs> Between five and eleven, what happened to that? You know, <laughs> so many hours lost. I don't. I'm exactly with you. I exactly. love, 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 and live the the morning. Right. What is your passion? Like, what is what is it that motivates you on a daily basis? For me, I think you know, I, I love like sports, fitness, exercise, like the whole health and wellness thing. I'm very in tune to kind of what makes me feel good and what doesn't. Yeah. So I try. I mean, obviously. There are days when that completely goes out the window, but right. as much as I can lean into that as possible, it completely changes like the whole trajectory of my day, yeah. the whole outlook, positive vibes, like totally. So I can see that. But for you, where did it come from? Like at what age did you discover your passion wow. for fitness? Here's the thing. So uh, I have, we are in total four siblings. So two girls and two boys and we're raised by a single mom. So we were all born and brought up here. And my mom- In Dubai? In Dubai. And she's a policewoman. So she wow. served for 36 years in the police department. So we owe it to her that we live in the safest city yes. in the world. Wow. Actually, yes. <laughs> oh, if I can tell you all the adventure we had with her. Well, you can. <laughs> I will. <laughs> um, but she always tried to keep us busy. Uh, like we were uh, being into horse riding, uh, music playing, uh, archery, swimming, always into activities because she was also a working mom and she tried to, you know, keep us busy with all the good stuff because if we were grown up, you don't want to deviate to, you know, whatever teenagers people get stuck into, but we've always been there, always, always. So this is how it started. Yeah. Wow. It's been insane. And going into competition, um, you know, you fail, you cry, you have to go back to her. She said, that's okay. Sports is everything for her. Like I grew up thinking that if I don't exercise from day one, I'm, I'm already behind or I'm already lacking of some kind of sports. But, you know, as you grow, you put your own limit, you put your own plans, what's your goals, what's your structure. But this is how it all started. And I think you started so, off right with a with a ama- with an amazing foundation, like yes. straight off, like from your mom, like having the discipline of just like literally doing anything that you like. Yeah. yeah but at yeah. the same time, it made sense. Yeah. We had to be very independent because she couldn't. Um, I mean, she did a lot raising four kids on her own. That's a lot. But also teaching us how to carry our own weight have helped her a lot. Like she was very strict, especially during school time. She would remove the TV on top and she put on top of the cupboard at that time during the entire year. So she also wouldn't watch TV. And I hear the kids in school, oh, did you watch this episode? Did you watch? I was like, I have no clue what you're talking about. (laughs) No clue. Literally, we wake up, the breakfast is already ready on the table. We eat, study, no nights over friends, nothing, nothing. And you didn't feel it. I only started to realize what I missed during my childhood, but I really didn't miss much because we had, there is no options for failure. When it comes to school and study, education, there is no way we fail. No way. It was actually kind of a nightmare for me. So <laughs> I had to succeed. <laughs> how did you, uh, how did you take that when you were, because th- there's two options in here, right? You could be a, a rebel child 
or at least like follow that as your guiding light or guiding principle? Um, I think the environment that she provided in the house was very calm. We never felt anything missing from the house or mm-hmm. she's struggling. Obviously, now that we are older, she told us about some days she was like really hurt or struggling or, you know, we we all go through downtime, but mm-hmm. she never showed it to us. It was such a peaceful environment and very protective, actually very, very protective Sometimes to the extent that it's not good because now me at this age, I realized that I was raised in a perfect bubble. The sky mm-hmm. is blue, the rainbow, there is no, you know, um, what do you call it? Uh, addiction or, you know, all these things that you hear in the, in the news, nothing, nothing. And in this country, we're so blessed to be in a very, very safe place. Mm-hmm. So... Being very, very protective, uh, it kind of did not serve me later when I was getting older. Like, you know, you get hit slap from situation or, you know, a relationship or something that because you're not experienced enough, you were very protective. So it is good in somehow that we didn't get uh, exposed to the bad side. Mm-hmm. But at the same time, I needed to fall to be able or to learn how to stand up. Yeah, I've always been supported. I've always, which is again, I'm not complaining about it, but you know, there is the both side of this. How, how did you cope with that being in the real world? You mentioned that you were living in your own bubble. Yeah, and you know, once you step out, like into puberty, or yeah. you know, always, sur- I was always surprised. Always surprised. <laughs> like, oh, this is normal. Oh, okay, so it's okay to do this. Oh, it's okay to to say that. Hmm, how come I was not allowed to do this, or how I was not allowed to to say that? It's, I'm always, until now, I'm always surprised. To grow up without really having a TV in the house is incredible. And I, you must have been sheltered from so much negativity from like the news and, you know, just even comparisons and all these kind of TV shows and yeah. weird scenarios coming out with reality TV and all this different stuff that you're just not really It's like in the seeing. outer world. It's so know? nice. Like it's really nice to not have all of that yeah. impacting you. Honestly, I didn't feel a difference because I had nothing to compare against. So from school to home, and I don't know what is it like having a TV. It was actually a reward. So after we finish our term, you have a month and a half break. She will bring the TV down. That's and for us, like, this is like yeah. a reward and try to get us off the TV. Nothing. No way. I'm like, <laughs> like this all the time with the cookies. So we were looking forward to this time and then we study even harder. So we don't fail. We don't do all the bad stuff. And that's how it was in the house. Because like, if you're not exposed to anything, like, for example, since I moved to Dubai in 2009, I never had I never owned a TV since yeah. Up until like 2021. No since COVID. Way. Yeah. Well, but I had, wouldn't need it nowadays. I had a the... projector, but I never had a TV yeah. in my room. It's always like my room was tech free, but also because my job yeah. requires like facing the screen 24 yeah, 7, yeah, yeah. if you will. Yeah. But I never had a TV for like 10, 11 years. I don't think it's, um, it depends again from one person to another. I have a TV, but then I watch, uh, I don't have a cable. So I just like TV. Uh, I can have a Netflix, watch something yeah. from there, but I don't watch TV. I really like listening actually to podcasts. I like to have uh, audiobooks. I like uh, news. This is the things that it interest me. But if I want a white noise in the background, I will put something on. But other than that, I don't. Ah, speaking of TV, I've always wanted to have a reality TV, a reality show. 
About you? About me. Oh my goodness. I swear, like, it's not like keeping up with the Kardashian or anything, but it will be like very, kind of. very, very genuine. Very genuine because I've always thought of, I have an interesting life. All right. So take us through your day. For example, this is an episode. This is the pilot episode of Salma's Superstar <laughs> what are we Series. It? <laughs> what are we doing? All right. And action. Well... I always wake up at 4.30, 4, 4.30 in the morning oh, and have my coffee. That's 5.30? Yeah, You're already late. Yeah. Okay. You're already behind. <laughs> <Okay>. Chris. Cool. <laughs> <laughs> my workout starts at 5.30 for an hour. I go back home and shower, have my nice breakfast, another cup of coffee. And this is where my professional day starts in the office. I try to finish by 6, 7 o'clock. And hey, from 9 o'clock to 5 or 6 o'clock in the evening, this is a full action. Like I need a special episode only for me behaving in front of the camera and how I react to situations, how I answer people and how, like, you know, the facial reaction that you get from, how I say, from weird questions and weird characters. This okay. is a special well, You need to let us know about the weird questions that you get on a daily basis um, without exposing like anybody. Like you're on the phone already. Yeah. Are you on the phone? <laughs> See, I get this all the time, all the time. <laughs> That's true. I understand, like you have something and then they can see that I'm in a conversation that it will not end in the next 10, 15 minutes. And they're like, they just wait outside. They're just like waiting. And it's like, later, later. <laughs> oh, okay, okay. <laughs> like, I really didn't need to tell you that. And uh, for example, um, my job requires a lot of scheduling and organizing and rescheduling and all of that and communication. And when I have to change a little bit of schedule, of course, ahead of time. So it's not like a sudden thing. Oh, it's urgent. Can you please have this done? It's like, no, it's not, it's not urgent. That's why I have to reschedule. You know, like all these like simple, simple things, but the accumulation of it, it makes things a little bit, you know, you have to bite your tongue not to say anything. It's like, yeah, everyone just like throws urgent away, like side by side, front, left, center. It doesn't, it doesn't work with me. For me, if, if, if someone's not dying, it's not urgent. For me, if it's urgent, you ha you should have have told me yesterday, yeah. not like nine oh one this morning. Yeah. Sorry, it's it's on you, not on me. Yeah. So I'm not, you don't gonna stress me out because you forgot to tell yeah. me yesterday. Your urgency does not constitute urgency in exactly. my heart. Exactly, I have like a signature for that. Yeah. <laughs> so that's pretty much my regular day. Oh, and so after work, I will have something really nice to eat, and I will watch uh, I don't know the news, and then. Learning. I've always been fascinated by languages. Uh, in the past, I used to learn French, but without practicing, I have put that on the side. Now I'm practicing Portuguese. It's been now almost a year, and I'm happy to announce that I can comfortably understand if they speak really slow, uh, but not comfortable enough to talk. Yeah. So I love, I love, I've always been interested in, in learning new things and language is one of them. That's amazing. But are you surrounded by a lot of Portuguese speaking folks? No. You have to surround, because uh, I speak a bit of Spanish and understand a bit of Spanish. So. And, and I was, I was invited to an event. I thought it was like a food event. Yeah. But turns out it's like a speaking Mexican <laughs> global awards for food <laughs> and everyone's Mexican. And they oh, thought I no. was Mexican. It was like a really like 
a, a famous celebrity chef. Yeah. So I, I meet him and he starts talking to me in Spanish. Like, oh, I'm like, I'm so sorry. I'm not Mexican. It's like, but you look more Mexican than me. <laughs> <laughs> you do, actually. Um, you do, actually. See, but yeah. <laughs> no workouts in the evening. It's always 5.30. Uh, no, because if I want to do something else, I have to give a space for, for in my time to, to do that. So I think I've reached my fitness goals in terms of, you know, like I always wanted to do like pull-ups and mm. all the, the, the nice stuff in the CrossFit. Uh, but now I want to focus more on the, the, the Portuguese language. Uh, with my dancing, so my dance partner have left the country. And ever since I was not able to, to find someone who I can dance with. So this is like, you know, ballroom as in the walls, foxtrot, tango. Um, and you used to compete. I used that. to compete, yeah. So how often, if, when you were, oh my goodness, oh. you're amazing and just so graceful. I've seen so many amazing videos yeah, of you dancing. But, I miss it. So when did you start dancing professionally? Start, it was in 2010, 2009 or 2010. Mm -hmm. And this is where my, the peak of my passion about dancing, because it was also Latin. So you have the rumba, cha-cha, salsa, and all the, you know, the fancy, sexy stuff. And also the smooth with the long ballroom dress and just like being so graceful. And I stopped actually after I left uh, Falcon when I moved, you know, to Thailand. Yeah, yeah. And uh, this is where everything had stopped. You moved to, Th sorry, do you move to Thailand? Yeah. I just got back from Thailand. Oh from my like, God. So good. For, was it your first time? Um, it's my second time. Okay. But, uh, after a long time. And it's just so nice. I like how this conversation is flowing because... <laughs> In Thailand, I could call myself a sailor because I love sailing. And it's a sailboat. It's not a yacht. People think, oh, it's a fancy yacht. It's not a yacht. It's a boat that has an actual sail. I watch Below Deck, so I know <gasps> sailing is. <laughs> Have you seen all of them? All of them. Oh, my God. <laughs> You're my favorite person. Yes. Seriously. Oh. Yeah. You know that I have actually applied for a job. No there. way. I was just going to ask that. Really? We, we, <laughs> we have a common friend, like one of their friends, journal friend, no. was part of like the sailing. Oh my God. Um, it's my passion. Oh my God. I think I, is it bad? Is it bad to have a passion for no, so many things? Nope. It's you. Oh my God. Nobody can tell you what to do. Even though, even though I'm not a certified <laughs> skipper, but hey, I can carry more than one glass at once. I have a high tolerance to deal with difficult people. Um, you know, I, I was ready to be the uh, third stewardess, you know, like down doing the laundry. Yeah. I was ready to do that, but nobody got back to me. No way. God. Yeah, <laughs> Captain Lee, we're going yes. to have to push this everywhere, yes. syndicate it. Oh my God. Maybe email Captain Lee. Yes, <laughs> yes, please. So this is another thing. So I'm so happy to know that you were watching that. Well, COVID was, uh, yeah, during COVID, I just like But why, did, why did you like it? It was, it was just, I felt like they were my friends. So if you needed white noise, like when you're not yeah. doing anything. But there's a lot. It's happening. so entertaining. Oh my gosh. Yes. So Have you seen it? Oh, yeah, of course. Oh my goodness. Okay. This is turning out to be like a below deck episode. <laughs> <laughs> Coming soon. <laughs> no, I love how this is, uh, this is just so cool. How like, long did you live in Thailand for? Um, I lived for almost a year and a half. But before that, before I was like full time in there, uh, I was taking some time off from work to go 
for a proper sailing, like from Thailand to Malaysia. We attempted to go to Philippines, but it was kind of difficult because of the, uh, the, the weather. And it was only few of us on deck. <laughs> and, um, but during the sailing time, the maximum of three months on the boat, and that was the best time of my life ever. Really, you disconnect from everything. Material life, buildings, the the fast pace between our oh, job, uh, driving, the traffic, what to eat, what, nothing. We were fishing a lot. I had enough of the fish. I'm done. <laughs> I'm so fish sufficient right now. <laughs> like I don't want. We did sushi, uh, ceviche. We grilled them. We eat them raw. It's it's amazing, and we would do diving. The things that you see that below must be the amazing. water. Oof. I loved it. And then at night, everything is so quiet. You see nothing but the stars. It is so peaceful. And sometimes you can just put a little bit of um, uh, lounge music or no music at all. You have a proper good quality conversation. And with that, it was everything. I was born and brought up here. Uh, When I came back, I struggled to readjust again to the city life. Wow. Wow. And it teach me a lot of patience. Like, I'm a very uh, hyperactive person. And even when I walk, I walk fast. I have to remind myself to pull back a little bit and slow down. But being there, I don't bother who's slashing me in the street, like, go fast. <laughs> but oh. not when you're in the left speed lane because you're going to get fined for blocking the traffic. <laughs> <laughs> I'm, I'm that person who you see in the last lane. <laughs> no. <laughs> Hundred. I never got a fine, by the way. I never got a fine. (laughs) This is how slow I am. How have you found, like, have you discovered that Dubai has just been an amazing place to tap into all of these different resources? And I know you did lots of, like, dragon boating, sailing, ballroom dancing, Mai Tai, CrossFit, all of this. Like, has, or have you found, you've obviously must have found, like, really cool communities within that. Like, talk to us us a little bit about that. So, I never, so apart, I don't call Thailand as a place where I lived. It was just something, it took me like six, seven months to get used to that new place. So I didn't experience that much, but being in Dubai, I didn't have any other place to compare to like Australia or UK, like in terms of like lifestyle. But I find it very fascinating that it's a place where everybody wants to come here. And I'm happy that Dubai is offered a space for everybody to be healthy you know, you want to, um, you know, like they support the, the groups, uh, exercise, the running, the cycling, the leaders being part of this kind of, uh, you know, uh, initiative. And the, they are very close to the public. Uh, the dancing, it was something I never heard of until my mom, again, she said, you know what, like you've been a ballerina. Why don't you do that? Because you get you reach to a point where there is nothing after that. You have the basics and you have all your strength, but you don't want to continue anymore. This is not my job. This is not my career. It's something that I have done as a, as a, as a young person, and that's it. But community-wise, I'm so happy that everybody here respects the rules. Everybody respects the fact that we are here. We create a community, a positive mm-hmm. community. Everybody is welcomed. That's very important. Um, yeah. And I've never experienced anything but that. In the outer world, I really don't know how it is. Again, like just being out of that bubble, the maximum I could think of, like I had this argument with a, with a friend of mine, you just need to resolve it and that's it. 
what I what I hear from the news, it does not exist here. So I'm happy that people are finding the comfort to be in this mm -hmm. place, whether it's in Dubai actually or in other Emirates, the whole country. It's so peaceful. It's so welcoming. If you go out of this rule, then, you know, you are not welcomed here. That's it. But in general, it's the best place for everybody to be here. And I hope, I hope that you just continue to build a positive community. The new generation, oh my God, the new generation. <laughs> the new generation, like they are all into a digital world, a virtual world. And I would ever think that I'm talking to an, a generation that is, you know, newer to me. I've always thought myself, I'm the youngest people in the, in the circle, always. But now I'm talking to them like, Go out, enjoy the beach, go out, uh, do something that you really like. The only thing that will guarantee you that it will not happen by not trying, that it will never happen. If you don't try something because you're afraid, the only thing guaranteed is it will never happen. That's, that's true. I have like this like mantra inside my head that, you know, ask now, you'll be stupid for two seconds. Yes. Don't ask, you'll be stupid exactly. forever. Exactly, exactly. You know, so ask away. I've always it. been intimidating in the past that oh, I don't want to say something. I don't want to want to ask a question. Maybe it's stupid. But now, again, like as you grow and have more experience, no, ask. Mm -hmm. Ask anything and everything. It doesn't matter. Even at work, sometimes mm, mm, the person I'm reporting to, Salma, of course, I said, I don't mind. Like, I really told that person, like, I really don't mind looking like a stupid by asking this question as long as I don't, you know, do something wrong from not asking. Mm -hmm. exactly. I like to be on the safe side, but I also like to take risks. Yeah. Yeah. But taking risks. Have you ever taken a risk in your life and what was it? Oh, my goodness. Um, like, really risky decision or uh, adventure. I wouldn't necessarily call it a risk, but I've definitely been in a work environment before. Like, well, I'm not going to obviously say where it is, but like one particularly comes to mind. It was not too long after COVID. I took a job. It was a freelance position and I just really, really didn't like it. I'd never really experienced anxiety before and I had had it on such an extraordinary level. Like I wasn't sleeping, was getting up so early every day. Just like I was just losing it's my so mind. Toxic. Just so worked up over this job and really unnecessarily as well like I could have done it with my eyes closed it right. wasn't it wasn't super challenging I just there was just something about it that the whole environment just didn't click for me at all and I lasted there a few a, a few months and then without anything but kind of lined up before it. I was like I'm not doing this anymore I'm gonna yeah. and it was the first time I'd ever really resigned from anything before I'm quite a loyal employee yeah, I really yeah, like yeah. to kind of you know, be part of the kind of furniture wherever I'm working, but it was the best decision I've ever made. Love and it. I just, uh, and, and now if I ever speak to anyone about not liking their job, I'm such a champion of people just being like, no, yeah, I've had yeah, enough. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's not worth, it's just not worth no. your happiness. No, you like wake up? You know, sometimes during sometimes I would uh, sleep and I just want to wake up looking forward, going to that job that I love. So I could imagine being it's somewhere that feeling. you don't like. It's such, such an amazing feeling. You don't feel the time during the day. The, you bring the best out of you. And everybody feels, actually, energy is contagious. Even we if feel you're it. feeling, yeah. even if you're feeling bad or down and you talk to somebody else, you know, just for five minutes, it, it changes the whole mood. Vibes don't lie. Do no, you, it does not. Yeah. Do you have any regrets over not, following your passions like career-wise in terms of fitness, dance? No, because I have always done what I wanted to do. For example, 
it's, I don't think it's, uh, it's called stubbornness, but I'm a very curious person. So apart from being a fitness enthusiast or a dancer or a paddler or whatever you want to call it, I'm a very, very curious person. I always wanted to test my limits. So I've never ran a full marathon in my life. Never, never, never. And all of a sudden, I decided that I want to run the full marathon, which is 42K.192. And it was literally two, uh, two and a half weeks before the actual marathon. People train for this marathon like at least a Months, year before. Yeah, years, yeah. <laughs> For me, two and a half months, two and a half weeks, two and a half weeks. I'm not kidding you. I'm not kidding you. And then I told my mom, you know, like I want to run this marathon. It's like, no, but you did not train. Blah blah blah. It's crazy. I'm not gonna listen to you. I (laughs) talked to my my siblings. I talked to my friends. I talked to my colleagues. Not one of them encouraged. Not one said, yeah, go and try. No one. And that pissed me off. And I said, fine. I decided to run the full marathon. And I said, I just want to test, test my limits. I want to see if I can do it or not. I've done it in five hours and 55 minutes. That's not yes, too bad at not all. Not bad for, for, wow. for like uh, hardly training for that. Will I do it again? No. <laughs> no. Because <laughs> literally I was walking like crap sidewalk, <laughs> sideways after that for two days. But usually people who train, they finish it at around four. So you finish it at five. So five, that's usually, five that's, that's, that's nice. Almost six hours. Well, five hours and 55 minutes. Still nice. Yeah. That's still yeah, decent. Yeah. But at least, at least it was, I was honest. I saw people doing a shortcut. No way. Mm-hmm. Really? Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah but yeah. how do you get that contentment of just like doing a shortcut? And <laughs> I, I don't know. Like wow. if you can't for me. It's just weird, right? It's like, how would you face yourself in the mirror? You did a shortcut. I saw you. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's like I finished. Like, maybe it's just for the Instagram uh, uh, yeah. or whatever clout. Yeah. Wow. Well done, you. Thank you. Thank you so much. Yeah. So this is literally what I do after work. Like it's either like dancing, reading, learning a language, or doing a handstand practice. And my mornings with my very very strict uh, routine in the gym. What time do you go to bed? If you're getting up at. So it depends. Sometimes I go to bed at ten o'clock or eleven. Oof. If I want to go wild. That is crazy, girl. 12. <laughs> That's it. <laughs> what about if you have a bad day? What are you doing to... Mm, I, do you have a bad day? Yeah, 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 yeah. And mostly uh, it's from self... You know when you blame yourself for something that you did not do or oh, I should have done it? I, I get this most of the time, although it's I'm not the reason or, or, or. But sometimes you get a, a, a downtime. I'm very much aware of what I'm going through. So I will give myself a break. Uh, I will uh, just uh, watch uh, TV or do nothing at all. I don't force myself. I cannot. Because you, you don't want to punish yourself or torture your body to do something. You're not 100% for it. Even workouts, even the gym. I, I take a break. So I work out every day and just one day would be nothing. It's just relaxing. Have you ever hit, have you ever hit rock bottom? Yeah. Oh, what was that like? It was bad. It was bad. I remember it like it was yesterday. So I will not be able to go into details, but you know when you're 280 kilometers per hour and you just hit the, the, the brake all of a sudden and you just like roll, 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 roll. You're so broken. 
you can't even, you don't even want to wake up. You don't want to get up. You don't want, I just like want to be there. So it happened a couple of years ago where I was completely down. I was shocked. I was numb. You know, when you feel your body is there, but your soul is not there. You're completely gone and you want to be left alone. But thank God, again, I was very much aware of what's going on uh, in that time. And um, my only outlet were two. I had a couple of uh, close friends, so they were like my support system. Uh, I would just break down. I would just let go. I was very in a safe, comfortable zone talking Mm -hmm. to them. They have nothing to say or an answer, but they were there. And I would go to the gym. I would just let it all out in a, in a very aggressive way that I lost so much of my weight that it was so difficult for me to bring it back. It took me like a year and a half to be in a normal weight. That was the darkest, lowest bottom I've ever reached. And again, because of my positive side was more dominant, of course, it took me a while to take and pick up myself mm-hmm. to be normal again. If you see me now as, the, you know, like Salma, the motivated, the, the, the happy person, yeah. I guarantee you 100% that this person that you see now is probably 20% of who I used to before that period. Wow. I was even more, oh my God, I was like a wild horse. Like you could hardly hold me back. I was extremely, extremely positive. I, I consider myself still positive, but not to that level. I always have that quote that I created for myself, and I still believe in that. I say, my my self, uh, what is it? Um, My self-motivation and positiveness is so powerful that 1% of it can can provide the whole world. It might sound so idealistic, but I really believe if you put me in any place, and if I'm in the right mood and da-da-da-da-da, you know, this energy is contagious and whatever puts me down, somehow I have to pick up myself. But this is how I see myself and this is how I see myself participating in this world and whoever, anyone who's in my circle, naturally. It's not, um, it's not fake. You can, you can sense it. Oh, hi, how are you? Oh, you're so gorgeous. No, I would never say that if I don't mean it. You see? So, yeah. And people know that for... People can smell that from miles away. Hundred percent. If you're genuine or yeah, not. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And are you are you working on uh, redeeming yourself to the the full one hundred percent, or are you just like taking I'm it day by now. day? I'm happy now. I'm actually happy now. Mm-hmm. The, the person who I am right now is much much better version of the old one. Um, I'm more experienced. I'm more balanced. More calm. I'm more ambitious. Um, the only thing that I learned is. Just take it day by day because I love planning 10 years ahead from now. I said, like, slow down. It's just like next month. Okay. <laughs> That's your maximum. And I'm enjoying every bit of it. And I started to um, to be very careful who my circle That's of friends important. are. Yeah. yeah. Because there were too many. And during that time, the the the, the real one just surfaced. And it was very, very important for me that I make a conscious decision to always stay in touch with them. Always, always. Because, you know, like you don't want to take each other for granted. Ah, oh, Sophie, you will always be here. Chris, you will always be No. Send a message. Hey, how are you doing? I miss you. Let's go for, for you know. That's true. Specifically, like when, when it was COVID, like a lot of people disappeared, yeah. like either like 
figuratively and literally. Yeah. But yeah. you know, it's very important now just to send them a text message. Yes. Um, but with my real friends, I would just like call them. It's like, what's up? I'm a very like old school. Like yeah. I would call a person uh, and I'll be like, yeah, exactly. <laughs> like uh, I would call them and talk to them for like two, three minutes. Sometimes it would take an hour. Right. But yeah, just check on your friends or your loved ones. That's yeah. very important now because we're not getting any younger. No, and not even that. It's like. You know, you will never find them again. And they know you. Like, they know everything about you. Imagine, like, meeting a new person. And, you know, it's it's not going to be the same. Like, putting that effort and energy. In our age, especially, it's really stuff. tough to build that one. It's hard to make friends. Yeah. Yes, yes. Especially, like, in Dubai, again, like, we have all these nice community and mix of um, um, people in here. But to have the good ones, you will be very, very lucky to have them in one counted in one hand. So keep them. That's my advice to you. That's very great. What's yes. what's in the future for you? In the future, oh, okay. So I don't know how to start. I wanna write a book. Ugh. I really wanna. Again, it's uh, inspired by my life. It's not about me, but inspired about inspired from the the things that I have uh, been through. Um, so this is number one. Number two, I always wanted to have a coffee shop slash flower shop. <laughs> so that's like I don't know like I'm not really experienced in being an entrepreneur but I really want to do that but I want to be more focused on on that book I have spoken to a couple of friends who issued books before just to see how it started uh, who did you speak to but basically the difference in culture and the gap of uh, how you're being raised and what your life is actually, uh, there is a huge gap in what I went through to understand uh, what I should have understood when I was 10 years old, for example, but now in my 30s, this is what I'm getting. So I'd, I'd like to help the, the young girls especially uh, how, to, how to transform, transform or trans... I think, like from mm -hmm. one stage to another, uh, being from a culture, specific culture, but interacting with the whole different cultures and people and backgrounds. You don't want to have this culture shock when you are like already a grown up, you know, um, how to differentiate what is right, what is wrong. Is it OK to feel this way? Is it OK to think that way? There is a lot into it that I have put it on papers, but I just don't know how to reorganize my thoughts, how to put it all like in a nice flowy way. I think once you gather everything, all like all of like the information, maybe the table of contents, you can just like reorganize it. I but think have so. you started yet? I started by, I, I have a journals. I always put my journals like no, I have stack. Cool. That's also nice because navigating the world without losing your identity. Exactly, because I'm from Egypt. I was born and brought up here, but I am also not Emirati. My friends and my ex-partner were from the U.S., so really, really the identity, I didn't understand how important it is until I was a grown-up. To know what your roots... Okay, I'm from Egypt, but I've never been there. Like how the Egyptian community talk to each other. I only know the Western side, Western side. So having this mix of identity, it's also not settling. But again, I managed and I learned how to deal with that. If you could give some advice to your 18-year-old self, what would it be? Oh, my God. To never doubt myself. Never. I, I should have never doubted myself. If I knew what I know now, um, everything would have been okay. 
but I've always been in doubt uh, when I was in my teenage time, always confused. I didn't have a person to go to to ask if this is okay or not, you know, but always, always trust yourself. Never doubt yourself. Like be present, be present because I see like people now are more into social media and trying to present something that is not real and it fools people, even even me. Like I started to, to think, oh my God, like how are you doing this? Is this real or not? But always be genuine. Not everybody needs to know everything about your life. Just be genuine, be present wherever you are. That's such a beautiful word, like be present. Yeah. It's 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 easier said than done. Because it's easier because you don't want oh, to have to capture it. Exactly, you know? because it's really tough now to, to get attention. Yeah. You know, because when you go out in the restaurants, everyone's on their phones. Like oh you're there, God. but you're not literally there. So being present, yeah. like genuinely present. Yeah. Be conscious about it's, it. It's like amazing. as you said, being in a restaurant, I, I on purpose put my phone away, even if in the mall, I never, if I need really to take out or make a text, text message, I will step aside. Uh, even if I travel, only if there is like a specific moment that I want it, uh, I will take a picture. Other than that, I'm actually, I'm trying to take a visual memory from with my eye about the sunset or specific uh, scenery. I don't want to take a picture of that. I hardly actually keep pictures uh, of my travels, only if there is something really cool. But I just want to enjoy it. Nice. And, yeah. and I think our final question would be, what advice would you give to the audience on how to stay positive? Oh, yes. Uh, always, you have to understand what is happening to you. Not with you, what is happening to you, whatever circumstances that is. Because you don't need a, a, psychiatri a psychiatrist, psychiatrist uh, to tell you what's going on with you. Nobody knows what's going on with you but you. You have to go through this stage. Do not brush it under the carpet. Do not put it in the back of your head. Do not put it anywhere. Go through it. You have to go through it because at a certain point of your life, it will come back even worse. Go through it. Understand that this will pass. Really, really, it will pass whether you like it or not. And have a good support system. And if you don't have anything to be passionate about, at least you have yourself to work on. You don't have to be passionate about uh, gym or music or work. Money, if, if you don't earn a lot of money, you need to understand that you're having enough to keep you, you know, in a, in, a, in a good situation. You don't have to have something materialistic or even spiritual to look forward to. You have yourself because if you cannot help yourself, you cannot help anyone. You cannot help yourself even. So this is good enough to motivate you to do, to wake up in the morning, eat something that you like, listen to the music. I, until now, cannot wait to wake up every day to see the sun. I don't sleep with the curtains op uh, closed, by the way. It's always open. Always open. This itself, very nice start to the day. So... That's yeah. amazing. That's I beautiful. That. Thank you. That's, thanks so much for bringing positivity into this episode. <laughs> Sana, you're the best. Thank I'm you for so having me. Happy to see you. And, and we hope to see us. you back once you have your book. Oh my God. Okay. <laughs> I'm going to give you the draft just to see it and tell me if you like it or we not. Would well, be we, so we might be sending honored. you on below deck. <laughs> <laughs> Whichever comes first. <laughs> below deck, please. Below deck. <laughs> I would right. love that. Right. Thanks, Salma. Thank you guys Thank for you. having you. It was so much fun. Thank, Thank you. you. Five thirty is one hundred percent organically handcrafted by Chris Dabu and Sophie Ryan. You can rate and review the show on Apple Podcasts and participate in Q and A's on Spotify. 
And if you haven't already, please subscribe to 530 on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, or where awesome podcasts are available. This has been a 530 production.